Yeah. And with that, we'll start with a reading from the big book. Uh, we're on page 53 at the bottom. <clears throat> and they're speaking about faith. That was natural, but let us think a little more closely. Without knowing it, had we not been brought to where we stood by a certain kind of faith? For did we not believe in our own reasoning? Did we not have confidence in our ability to think? Which was, what was that but a sort of faith? Yes, we had been faithful, abjectly faithful to the God of reason. So in one way or another, we discovered that faith had been involved all the time. We found too that we had been worshipers. What a state of mental goose flesh that used to bring on. Had we not variously worshiped people, sentiment, things, money, and ourselves. And then with a better motive, had we not worshipfully beheld the sunset, the sea, or a flower? Who of us had not loved something or somebody? How much did these feelings, these loves, these worships have to do with pure reason? Little or nothing. We saw at last. <clears throat> Were not these things the tissue out of which our lives were constructed? Did not these feelings, after all, determine the course of our existence? It was impossible to say we had no capacity for faith, or love, or worship. In one form or another, we had been living by faith, and little else. Should we stop there? Yeah. All right, take it away, Paul. Well, thanks, Jacob. And uh, this is one of my favorite readings in the book. Because uh, it gets, it really gets to causes and conditions. So welcome, everyone. Um, and this is what recovery allows us to do. We stop drinking and we start recovering from the effects of that addiction. And we start seeing the causes and the conditions of things. And one of them is faith. Yeah? So when someone says they have no faith, that's faith in that statement. Yeah. So you can't, there's nothing before faith. <laughs> yeah. So faith is a force, I feel. And it's going to manifest by the vehicle it is put in. So whatever the faith is put in, and he's talking about that faith in reason or thinking, yeah? And the abject, the abject faith we had in that is really the cause of our demise, yeah? So we've been listening to something and having great faith in what we have been listening to, to the point where it overrode our own inclinations or intuitions or feelings. And we just continued to uh, that, you know, allow that made up God a reason to play God, really. And this is the first thing it says in our book at one point. 
it says, first, you have to quit playing God. Yeah. So how does that happen? Well, that which is playing God without faith isn't going to play much God, tell you the truth. So when that God tells you to go left, you're going to go straight. Yeah, when it says, this is the worst day of your life, you'll see the joy of it. Yeah. You'll never, it's never going to get better and you'll have faith and hope that it will. Yes. So this is, uh, quit playing God is when you're not moved by that which is playing God because you're moved by something else. Let's call it God. Yeah. So the God of the higher power, whatever that may be, Buddha nature, whatever, now becomes that which is playing God or doing God. Yeah, at the expense of that which was playing God. Yeah, so now the playing God has a little, a little, a small sandbox where it can do its little trips, but it doesn't leak out and make a huge effect on your life. Yes, you're not going up for 20 year uh, prison sentences because you had faith in the thoughts that told you you were going to get, get away with that bank heist. Yeah, which proved not to be correct. And now you're in jail for 20 years. Now, maybe great things will happen to you in jail. This is the beauty of it, yeah? The greatest defeat can be corrected. That's the beauty, yeah? You'll get great, you'll get great value out of a failed system, which is what we've done here. Did you feel like what you were doing in the few years before you came to AA, that, that you were accruing a lot of value in what you did and shit? Or did you feel like you were worthless? Yeah, and that you were you were a parasite on other people. And when you scanned over your life as it seemed to be, you saw no value in it. And it made sense, you know, it became a hopeless state of mind and body. And why not just keep getting loaded? It makes sense if that's the case, but it wasn't the case. It was a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. And having great faith in that, which was seemingly hopeless, made it seem to be hopeless. <laughs> yeah. And directed our, our behavior. And we suffered the consequences. All that was promoted by faith in the thoughts. Yeah. Or the faith in the false evidence. How can false evidence appear real if faith allows it? Yeah. If you have faith in false evidence, it will appear real to you, yeah? And you may do something based on that appearance that no one else would do because no one at that moment, that thing that's appearing real to you is not appearing real to them because they have faith somewhere else, yeah? So if faith is really the true mover and shaker, yet it's going to manifest what it's put in, Tell the truth about what it's been put in your life. Didn't you have abject faith in reason? Didn't you believe what your head was telling you about those people are out to get you or whatever? You Obviously you did, because it would lead us to a drink. Yeah, or it's doing something incredibly stupid constantly. What's that but faith? Yeah, now... You know, we're talking about that unsuspected inner resource. You could call it faith. Yeah. And, you know, to your head, you want it to stay unsuspected, really. 
you don't want the head ha to have an idea of the power that you really are because it's just going to have a field day. Yeah. Let that power be directed by something other than the head and your life's going to look different. That's perhaps there's a better way. That's the, the invitation of recovery is to admit there has been abject faith in finite self. And in that admittance and doing what we do and following the suggestions and trying to live by the principles of recovery, that faith will be moved into something that's reliable, which is the higher power. That's all. Yeah, you want to call it trust, faith. It's all the same, but it's a force that seems to, that can make things, you know, make mountains out of molehills. Yeah, that's faith. Yeah, I mean... You can't make a mountain out of a molehill, can you? But you can make a mountain out of a molehill. But you can't actually make a mountain out of a molehill, can you? But in one's head, you surely can. What is that but faith? I'm not, we're not talking about a faith. We're talking faith. Yeah. Yeah, like a force. And after you've seen it, it has been wielded by the, that which has defeated us, you must recognize your defeat was, you were brought to your knees by faith, faith in that something else that your head has made to be yourself, self, yeah? We've had faith in that something else that the head has made to be you. All right. That to me is getting down to the exact nature of the situation. Now, wouldn't you like to have that faith move? Yes. Can you do it? Obviously not. <laughs> that would be faith in that which I have faith in, which has failed me. Yeah. No, I admit my defeat and then something happens. Yes or no? That's the way it goes. Yeah. And then by admitting you can't get out of something, you start living out of something. Yeah, you're out of it, yeah? And then you realize you were actually never in it. <laughs> That's the great news. The great news of the solution, it tells you truly, in a way that was never a problem. It was a solution, misunderstanding shit became the problem. When the solution starts understanding, it's now not the problem, yeah? But the solution with great faith in the problem can seemingly be the problem, can seemingly be defeated by the problem. But when you resurrect or get recovered, you see all that damage never completed the mission. You're sober now, yeah? It's mind boggling. There's no way in hell you could have thought I can't accrue enough value to break all the all the the demerits I have, all the fucking sins. Yet, didn't your life some almost turned on a, a like a dime? Yeah, you would think with all that momentum going downhill, there would have been an obliterating crash. But then there's just a moving away from the bottom, and there you go. And so 35 years of moving away from the bottom. Yeah. Mm. So I'm a, I'm a real believer in faith, I swear. Observing what's happened in here and watching others and watching things, 
I believe faith is the big mover and shaker, this force, just like gravity. It's a force, but this is of mind, yeah? The gravity usually affects the body, don't you think? The force of gravity is usually you feel like you're pinned down to the ground. You can't leap. You're like, you know, you can't leap more than six inches off the ground physically. But this force of faith is on the mental, the mind level. Yeah. But it has just as much influence, I believe, or more than gravity does on the body. And do you know that it's gravity affecting you? Probably usually don't. You think it's the hill you're walking up or those stairs are too steep. Yeah. But isn't it gravity? You're going against a force that you're not aware of, really. And so you misname its effects. You think it's the stairs and then it gets corrected. And usually how does it get corrected? If you go into an anti-gravity chamber, you'll know gravity by its, you know, by its absence, so to speak. The same thing with self. You'll know self has defeated you when it gets diminished in your life. You will. You'll just agree with everything that it's ever been said in this book about it. You will. Yeah. You'll see that is the root of the defeat. Being identified as something that we're not, we keep listening to it as if it's us. Yeah. That's the ongoing activity of the problem. Yeah. And we have an idea in AA, which is the reliance on a higher power. And it seems to have worked because millions of people have gotten sober through this idea and through the program that's there to reinforce and support the idea and the community and all the activity to keep that idea alive in our lives so that old idea can stay dead, so to speak. Yeah, it's working. And he and whoever wrote this with him is saying, hey, we discovered that faith had been involved all the time. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Faith. It didn't say I discovered my faith was hadn't been involved all the time. No, faith, this this force. Yeah. So we know what it can do by the faith in the head, man. Jesus Christ. <laughs> People have jumped out of windows based on that faith. Yeah. Hmm. It's like uh, we can't even play around with a toy gun. What about a nuclear weapon? We better fucking put it where into much wiser hands. Yes, don't you think? <laughs> don't you think truly you're not managerial quality concerning this power? It's just not. It it hasn't gone well for most of us. Let's admit that. Ask for something. Yeah, to uh, direct that faith. And then we'll observe its effects and experience its expression. And uh, we will know peace. We'll feel a new power flow in. We'll sense the presence of this thing. All this stuff will become readily available to us. And it will be way, way more than sufficient to keep you away from the first string. For how many years? 35 years. Yeah. So you don't have to get into the business of stop drinking. You just never start, <laughs> which it also says here, 
If you never started, all this shit would be academic. <laughs> but the dilemma is people can stop, but not for long. Yeah, but the greatest state is not starting, obviously. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah, it's beautiful. So, yeah. Thanks, Jacob. Nice to see you. And uh, yeah, you can read this whole thing and imagine life without faith where nothing left but pure reason. Yeah, I can imagine that. <laughs> there's blankets on the windows. I haven't eaten in seven days. <laughs> my nose is fucking flipped out. I'm bleeding from my sh arm from shooting the coke. Yeah, I can imagine it quite well. <laughs> imagine life without faith. Yeah. I imagined I lived a life with great faith in the mental condition. And that's where I ended up. <laughs> I don't have faith in that anymore. <laughs> so I know, you know, the bank is meant you meant to have you have faith in the bank that it's going to deal with your money. I don't have faith in the bank. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have the faith in the mental state. I don't. I think it's it's very programmable. And uh I don't think uh you're gonna while while you're identified as the program, you're gonna change the program. I think that's part of the program. Yeah, I really do. So the problem resides in the head. I don't think the solution resides in the head. Yeah. And if there's faith in the head, that's part of the problem, the big part of the problem. Yeah. So, yeah, it's beautiful. I didn't never heard this because I don't, I never, you know, I didn't re read this book religiously 30 times over, but I was at a, a, a big book meeting and I heard someone read this chat, this paragraph, and I was like, what? And then I was, I just, my head just took me places with it. Yeah, it was pretty good. Oh, yeah. 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 Because faith, uh, I feel it. You know, I, I feel there was a power that was, be, or, that was being orchestrated by the, the wand, like the orchic, you know, the director's wand, which were the thoughts. Mm. Yeah. All held as mine they had such a trance-like effect, I was left completely up the ass of self. Yeah. My outside look mimicked the inside, blankets on the windows. Mm. No, I didn't want anything to come in. I was in a state of terminal uniqueness. Mm. Yeah. 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 I mean, you don't, maybe you drink together, but you don't shoot drugs together. You're not sitting with eight guys at a bar. <laughs> You're shooting drugs in one arm and the other person, may, it's not a big team game. Yeah. It's very, very isolating. More and more. And you're just absorbed in the head. You're not listening to any fucking thing else except the music you like, probably. That's mm -hmm. about it. Yeah. <laughs> You're only hanging out with the people because they do the same thing you do. It's not like right. you are attracted to their their great wisdom. It's just <laughs> you're in a little circle and you're doing what those little circles doing. Yeah. Yeah. It was fucking unbelievable.
Only faith could bring this about. Mm. I had faith in the false evidence, and therefore the false evidence appeared real. And I reacted to life based on that misassumption, and look at where it got me. <laughs> Man, there was a whole knowledge revealed. And the only reason why I finally got it because I didn't die. Usually may, many people are having the revelation of that knowledge die. <laughs> mm. But I would really recommend if you could stand it, a 10-day cocaine retreat. I think it would be probably <laughs> the greatest fucking retreat you ever survived through. Fuck. You would see the beast from head to toe. <laughs> I mean, oh, you would have... Oh. If there was only like a shaman there or someone who could really uh, interpret what you were going through, it could have been miraculous. Instead, the person next to you was out cold or fucking looking under the door or through the crack of the window. It was, yeah. The wisdom wasn't being spread, but it was quite revelatory. <laughs> I'm fucked completely. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jesus. You know, unable to have a viable relationship with another person. I couldn't be reached, nor could I reach others. Mm. Complete isolation out in the open. Complete isolation. Yeah, Like a mentally made uh, maximum security when you're in that, uh, where they don't let you see anyone. P that they're doing to people in that outside world it was happening in our heads. Isn't that incredible? Well, so yeah, I'm, I'm reaping the, the reward of faith migrating to the higher power, seriously. I can now enjoy peace of mind. And the beautiful thing, I don't think I acquired the ability to do that. I think those abilities were unsuspected, yeah? And it had nothing to do with me having a heroic journey. It was just a recognition that I'm not managerial quality. And then you can truly feel that something is doing for you what you can't do for yourself. And you can also bring that acknowledgement in something was doing through you that you would have never done by yourself. I don't like the idea of giving gratitude to the higher power without giving credit to the lower power. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why are we missing that aspect? We believe that if something is doing for us what we couldn't do for ourselves and it produces gratitude, what was happening back then? We were being compelled to do shit we would never have come up by ourselves. Yeah. So let's tell the truth about that. Let's tell the truth what it's like to live under the lower power. Because we still are reaping the bogus rewards of guilt and shame based that we were the doer of all that shit that we had nothing to do with. We were used for transportation. I completely believe that. Yeah. I could not have come up with some of the fucking things that were decided when I was out there. Could never have come up with them. Yeah. Never, ever. Yeah to willingly degrade yourself completely mm. uh, as a common uh, affair every day. I just never, you know, you're not going to tell me. I was thinking about that when I was 11 years old or something. Yeah. 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 So 
I hope you can get the sense of that which has defeated you is foreign, because if you do, you can be free from it. If you keep calling it you and you have to wait for it to get better, you're not going to get better. You're going to have a ceiling on how good you can get. Yes? It's going to drag this whole affair out. Truly. So that's what happened with me. I just saw it as other than me. And I've never not seen it that way since. So, yeah. For that not to be true and to be true now would have taken a lot of advertising and effort. But when you align yourself with truth, it becomes easier and easier because it doesn't need to be reinforced. It needs to be lived. Yeah. You don't need it. You don't need an advertising campaign to sell the new version. Yeah. It's reliable. Just like AA, when people, you know, AA works. Yeah, that's the greatest message. If you do this, yeah, it's you're going to have an effect. Amazing, yeah. How many things we hoped would work didn't, but this works. Because it's based on it, a clear, there was a recognition that was the hidden key that was needed for people with our situation to get relief from it. Yeah. And they shared it. Of course they shared it because it wasn't them. Something came through them and they shared it. And now millions of us have had us had a, a, you know, perhaps there's a new way or a different way and it's worked for us. Yeah. It worked for us and it's working. Yeah. There's no one that's so special that this doesn't work. It's just disinterest or mm -hmm. actually faith in something else. Yeah. It's a weird one because most people who have a disease don't think they are the disease. In this case, this is a mental disease and it tells you you are it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you'll it will have disinterest in something that would save you and you will align yourself and call it my disinterest and not go to AA. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Of course the parasite doesn't want the cure. So it talks to us as us. And now we believe we don't want the cure. Isn't that incredible? Of course, the parasite doesn't want to see its role in things. And it doesn't want you to see its role in things. So it doesn't want you to do an inventory on your role in things. Yet you love doing inventories on every person you see during the day. But your, your inventory will drag on for fucking months. Mm -hmm. What's the resistance that's causing that? The parasite says you're not interested and you chirp in, I'm not interested. Yeah. Isn't that incredible? You're trying to live out its life instead of living out your life. <laughs> it's incredible, really. It blows my mind to today, every day. So, all right. Thanks, man. Thanks for this platform. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, we have uh, we have Andy with his hand up. Andy S, come on in. Hey, everybody. <clears throat> Andy S from Northern California. 
And Paul, I, I was just thinking about uh, in prayer in general and the third step prayer in particular, and whether if you'd riff on um, whether it is a it reinforces the action figure or any prayer in, in, at all is uh, just more self, you know? Well, this is a thing that comes up a lot. Nothing you do has, what you do is given the meaning by that which is before it, yeah? So the head will try to give it the meaning that whatever you do, you're the doer of. Now, if you have knowledge and an understanding, which I hope we're offering here, that that's a mechanical reaction, yeah? And you don't buy it. That which could have been used to reinforce, let's say the slavery will have a different effect. It'll be, it's the same action, but it's the meaning of it is what's the condition of the, what's before the action, yeah? Yeah, so, it's sort of like, why is it that it says, you know, practice these principles in all your affairs? And I throw in, and if you can't do that, limit your affairs. Okay. So if that mechanicalness is winning out, then maybe there needs to be a limiting of affairs. Yeah. When you start realizing that which is trying to use the affair to reinforce the dilemma, yeah, you've now cut off the power that you represent for that to be illuminated, yeah? So now what you're doing isn't reinforcing the sense of self and you're doing exactly the same thing that at one time was being used to reinforce the sense of self, you see? So it's not the action so much, it's what's before the action and we're trying to share that there's a mechanical reaction from the mental state that will claim whatever you're doing to reinforce its narrative, which is you're a long lasting, independent, separate thing. You're the doer, the thinker, the mostly the doer is where people get whacked. And it's it even has expanded and you're the non-doer of what you should have done. <laughs> so it just, it just gets you both freaking ways. So now in the beginning, when you've met, you admit you're outmatched, yes, you'll probably limit your affairs, yeah? because you need some kind of uh, awakeness to start you know, gaining traction. So that that same thing of walking into a bar, you can do in a neutral state where the first few months it triggered a huge amount of shit, yeah? So it wasn't actually the bar, the bar is the same. It was your condition. So it's important to know what your condition is and to know what self's condition is and hopefully see them as different conditions. Yeah. So I'm not a, I don't, I don't see it black and white. I see it. It's going to have its leaning by what's happening before it. Yeah. So if you feel like you're the doer of something, then that doing is probably going to reinforce that you are the doer of something. Yeah. If you realize that something is doing for you, that view will, you'll see the same thing that would imply you're the doer and you'll have a, grat a grateful feeling that something is doing for you what you couldn't do for yourself, yeah? Same activity, but a whole different attitude and outlook around it. Mm. That to me is where the, where the real change occurs. It's not 
the change that happens through doing, but the change before the doing. Yeah. Instead of not being the doer of every fucking thing that ever happens to you. Because if you, if that belief has you and there's faith in that, you're going to live under a lot of guilt and shame based on shit you did under the influence. You are. Yeah. And you may forgive everyone else, but you'll probably still be on a fucking big uh, hook yourself because you should be more, you're, you're more, you're smarter than everyone else. You're not whatever. Some unique sense means that what you forgive others, you can't forgive yourself for it because you should have known better. This is all the bullshit that it runs. Yeah, it does. I've seen a lot of it. I mean, because I'm awake and we all are awake. And I'm not following its little mental ping pong game. I'm looking at the players and I don't see anything. Yeah, I don't. I do not see there's a thing that makes decisions and is the owner of everything that ever has happened through it. I believe we're open to be moved by many things, many feelings, many conditions, you can call it mental, spiritual, physical, but basically I am like a sail and the wind is what moves me. Yes. And so basically if I'm aligned with one wind, I'm going to be moved in that direction. If I'm aligned with the other wind, I'm going to go where that direction goes. Yeah. I don't see much choice there. Yeah. So that's my feeling. And this, constant fucking belief that you're the doer of shit that you never would have ever thought of doing so and uh some of the shit i have not done a lot of shit that i did for 35 years now i've not done them and i didn't do it before yeah i think it's pretty much isolated based on the condition i was in <laughs> before these 35 years, because obviously uh, some of the, the decisions that were made and the places I, I used to go to, I visit now with the expectation I'm leaving, you know, like through a service commitment. <laughs> I'm not going to jail, not knowing what my sentence is going to be. You know, not, that's not happening. So, I mean, I feel we're a car but something else is driving than the what used to drive before. And I would not call either of them me. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like there'll be enough people that will hear this, that they'll, it'll seem to capture something that they feel. And I hope to support that uh, getting stronger legs and uh, becoming a base that you can rely on. Yes. Yeah. So it's tricky, but uh, don't, the doing itself, whatever you're doing itself, isn't going to give it to make the meaning up. It's the feeling before. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, let's say you're doing service. Sometimes the head claims a service and you become a great service doer. Yeah. So it produces an identity out of that. Yeah. Other times you lose yourself in the service and you feel the availability and the presence of that power. Yeah. It's the same act, but the attitude before it is going to give you the subjective experience you're going to have. 
Yeah. And you can tell the tree from the fruit. Yes. You can. You can. After a while, you can tell it. You can tell when your head is is uh, getting filled with air, so to speak. Yes. You can tell. So. Yeah. I hope that captured, I think, what you were attempting to say. So. I really believe we're the basis of the subjective experience. Yeah. So it's not so much what you do. Of course, it has some meaning and value. It's really uh, how you're traveling in the doing of it. Yeah. And if you're not the doing, the doer of it, I think you travel lighter through the doing of life. I do. Yeah. I don't, I believe it. I witnessed it. Yeah. So. So uh, it's beautiful here with these talks because my third year I started to do things sort of like this. And it was so obvious that it wasn't me. Uh, the head couldn't try to pull that maneuver that I'm the great speaker and shit like that from the get-go. So it's been a very good insurance policy for not getting a swollen head, yeah? the obviousness that I have nothing really to do with what's going on right now. <laughs> I don't have to look the part. <laughs> I don't. It's not, it's not my position. I'm more like a hose and water comes through. Yeah. <laughs> you know, stuck with the hose, you're not going to get much. But if the water is coming through, you may get a whole lot. Yeah, that's the point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So I hope that I think I got to the point you were speaking of. The head it can play policeman and start trying to police what you do yeah and that it will be like at the same time there'll be a white collar thievery yeah something in your little mental corporate uh chair room is really the fucking thief yes yeah that's what i what i'm saying like relieve me of the bondage itself it's like who relieve who and who's asking and yeah you don't have to go there you just know the bondage of self, yeah? But that's what's asking. Yeah, that, that's what's asking. But the relief, but the feeling in the asking isn't that. Yeah? Yeah. So that which the feeling tries to get expressed, the head claims it, so now it's the self asking, but the compelling of that Prayer-like feeling isn't coming from self. So let yeah. the prayer let the prayer be the prayer, and the self stay out of it. Well, the self is out of it, so you don't have to keep it out. It is out of it because it comes later. So there's there's the praying, and now there's the one who's the praying. Yeah. So you are now the prayer. That's when the self has claimed it. Yeah. But hopefully, the prayer got into the got into the jet stream of the mail <laughs> and it doesn't matter what you think happened yeah, yeah the sense of feeling triggered what uh 
some response in the ethers, you know? Yeah. Yeah. See, you may be thinking you're presenting four notes, but something here's that first note, you know? That first note of like admittance of powerlessness. That's a prayer to me. Yeah. These things are prayers. Name so, that tune. Hmm? Name that tune in zero notes. Exactly. So I have. Uh, I don't pray much, you know, uh, with words. And I didn't choose that. It just went that way. And in the beginning, I did a prayer. I mean, I came up with a prayer combining the first three steps because I didn't want to wake up with the old managerial team. I had a question, the, you know, the day at the corporate office starting. I had to make sure, you know, a new allegiance to a new employer was there. So I would go, I'd wake up no matter where I was. And I'd say, my name is Paul. I'm an alcoholic. I'm not managerial quality. I've come to believe that something can do for me what I can't do for myself. And I asked that, you know, and I turned my will and life over to the care of that power. And then I went through my day. Yeah. Now I did that for a while and then it stopped and I never did it again. Then I did another one. I realized, man, I was a very selfish mother, you know, self-centered view. So when something good happened, I would say, thank you, God. That was more than enough. Yeah. And so I used that. That happened for years. And then it stopped and never used again. And so these things were ways, like crude ways of trying to make contact. And then they became more subtle after having contact <laughs> with the power, yeah? Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you, I'll give you an example today. In my yard, I was sitting out there just stretching and there was a plant we have, like a century plant. We've had it for years, four or five years. It never bloomed. And now it's bloomed and it it's like it has these lanterns that hang off. They look like they're closed. And we were thinking, when is this going to really bloom? And this is how it blooms. So this thing. And so I was thinking, you know, wow, it's weird. I, I haven't seen the hummingbird, you know, drink from this thing. Five minutes later, the hummingbird showed up like a cue. You know what I mean? Like, oh, and then showed up and fed off the thinking. And I was just sitting there. It was just such a cool uh, confirmation, you know? It was just so fucking cool in a lot of ways. And a lot of times uh, you cannot believe that some of your heartfelt wishes, they come true. The dilemma is your head usually doesn't let you remember it. But a lot of shit comes true that you was really, in a heartfelt way, way hoping. And I don't mean, you know, ruling the world. I mean, you know, and they've a lot of, there's been a cascade of those things coming true. Yeah. yeah it's awesome. Today was beautiful because I started and then somehow the director called the production team, sent the hummingbird out. That sucker right there. It was, it was beautiful. <laughs>
<laughs> so yeah, yeah. If you need to pray, pray. If you don't need to pray, you're in prayer already. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> one better than the other? No. It's just one suited for the situation, and now uh, the other suited for another situation. Yeah. You're going to outgrow shit. And the things that you used to use to deal with that which you were in, you won't need them because you have grown out of it. Yeah, this is the promise of recovery. You're going to grow out of fear. You're going to grow out of all this shit. Yeah. Don't you think what you're going to be compelled to do is going to be different based on what you've grown into? Mm. I would say so. Yeah. We don't have people, you know, the people who wrote the book aren't still alive. It's not like the view of the book at 60 years. You have to rely from some other people for that. Yeah. The people who wrote the book, they, they, they didn't get to, you know, they've, they've passed. It's these people, it's people that are still sober that more and more is getting revealed right now. Yeah. There's no book to tell you what it's going to be like really at that point. You find out yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I believe many people are living today as if the problem does not exist for them. I do. Which to me is the, one of the greatest culminations or expression of a solution I've ever met in this world. Yeah. That that all fucking influential fucker doesn't exist for you is a freaking flat out miracle. Completely unbelievable beyond scope and comprehension that that urge to that's and then the the thoughts that get triggered and the thoughts that trigger the urge and on forth for that to be simmered down so that you can go about whatever business you have today is a fucking miracle incredible miracle and just to have a little moment you know like they used to do in sports you know let's take a minute to remember or whatever yeah let's take let's take a minute to just remember you know we can't do it justice because we're not there anymore hallelujah i have to rely on going to an aa meeting and hear an active alcoholic to, to really remember what it's like thank god i don't can't do it justice yeah because i've been removed from it for a while I can't do it justice. I can't. If you're not there, hell, if, if hell is empty, it's just a space. It, take, it needs you to be hell. You have to be in there to believe it's hell. Yes? This is dreaming. You can't do it justice unless you're in it, man. Closest you can get to is you've been relieved of it. And that's our job is to be available to other people and help people achieve sobriety. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, if you've been in hell and something took you, and not let's say there is no you, but there's hell, hell was a reality. And then that which was picturing hell could be a vast empty audience or whatever, moved out of hell. What, don't you feel a little, there would be a compulsion to maybe you know, venture back into hell. Now your loins girded with a sense of, fucking protection to pass on this message. Hey, bro, there's a bus that will take you out of hell. Mm. <laughs> like 500 meetings a week. Yeah. I'll even drive you to it. <laughs> I'll drive you to the bus. I can't be the bus, I can, but I can drive you to the bus. And there you'll have a new introduction to what, who do you call God? You'll be reintroduced, as my friend says, and maybe it'll work this time. Yeah. Aren't we all compelled to do that? Being relieved of that bondage of self? On some level or another, sure. Yeah, it's just natural, isn't it? Yeah. So, yep. This is, CAA gives you what to do and not to do. We're talking about something you know, different in a way. We're talking about the origins of why we need to be policed is faith in the failed system, yeah? So maybe if the faith can be moved to something else, you may not have to live under a police state, yeah? Yeah, you know how a lot of people come in, they like a boot camp type thing. A lot of guys who come in, they, they just go to men's meetings and they're wearing like the same outfit and they're really rah-rahing the testosterone. It's great. I mean, it's not for me, but it's, it's works, but I don't know if it's going to work for 30 years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think maybe you'll leave the, you know, the uh, drill sergeant and then you'll live more like a free range alcoholic. Yeah. But whatever it takes at the moment it needs to take is what's available. I hope you run into what you need. Yeah. But I don't believe there's, you got to go to boot camp. I don't believe that. I don't believe it has to look a certain way. I think you have to live the suggestions and the and the principles and shit like that and stay sober a day at a time. But your expression of it may look much different than other people's expression of relief. Yeah. I'm not, so this is the beauty of when you're a sponsor you're taking each, can even know the commonality of the problem, you see it individually. Certain people need to call you every day. Other people, once a week, yes? I don't want to, you know, have an hour meeting every day with a person. So I will say, I don't think I can do a good job with you. Here's another person. Yeah, usually one of my other sponsees, I would say, hey, you take care of this guy. <laughs> and... uh now they're lifetime friends now. I remember I just had dinner with them. The guy came up to me. I had a sponsee. I just went, deflected the guy to him. And now him and my sponsee are the best of friends. And I went to dinner with them the other day and they knew the move that I was doing. <laughs> I went, and gave him to the other guy. <laughs> And look at what happened. They both stayed sober and fucking, they, they had their wives there together. It was great. It was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't great. think I would have done as good job for that guy because that guy needed a lot of it, a lot of surveillance, and I'm not into surveillance. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't. I don't want to know what you're doing every second of a day. I have faith. If you want to be sober, you're going to be sober. I do. If the interest is there and the willingness, there's no stopping you, really. You, you know, I don't think you need a heavy hand. You can just be a light little because they're taking the suggestions and they're doing it. That's sponsoring. Yeah. I offer them suggestions that were offered to me. If they do it, there'll be more suggestions. If they don't do it for a long period of time, I'll say, hey, I don't, I can't be your sponsor because uh, the sponsoring spark isn't igniting, you know? So maybe you'll find it with someone else. I have no dog in the hunt. I'm mm -hmm. not trying to collect sponsees. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like a little notch on the gun, something, I don't, you know, it doesn't matter. I want to see people get what they need. And I know when I'm not going to fulfill that, I'm not going to be a draft, you know, a drill sergeant. It's not, so yeah. All right. I'm going off, but that's, uh, that was I great, Paul. Point out that feeling of the problem doesn't exist for you truly is brought to you by the problem doesn't exist as you really. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Hey, Paul, do you have time for one more? I have time. I'm not, uh, yeah, I've got to go to the city later. Okay, sweet. Uh, Sally's got her hand up. Sally. There it is. Yeah, that's it, right. Um, I was realizing the other day that I got, I mean, I know you use the term struck sober, but all kinds of things just left me very easily. I mean, not people, but um, like eating disorders, alcohol, um, gambling. I was trading, but it was gambling. They all just went. Like one day I thought, this is ridiculous. And uh, yeah, after awful drinking thing, I just thought this is crazy and stopped. The one that gets really stuck with me is money and uh, working I just don't like working much right I just want to, I just like doing my things but um and then I went into under earners uh, years ago and then uh, got a load of money so I decided I didn't need it and also I was doing step 12 before I'd done any steps at all so that was that didn't work and now I'm back in it because I have your perspective from your perspective I'm just loving it and now I've got the like a whole group of friends I found that's in Al-Anon they're just really nice people so I go to that and it's just like and it all came from breaking being run over and a guy broke my leg um they broke lots of things but um and just the strangest coincidences right came together like I found amazing doctors and I just thought that's pretty strange, right? Because I just wouldn't let Sally, I just thought Sally was the person to fix this. And it's oh, like, I have diagnoses to say I'm not managerial quality. Like I've never, I was a management trainee when I was 20 and they just said, mm, I don't think so. And I knew it was wrong. <laughs> and, you know, like, it was just wrong, wrong, wrong. And so then 
you know, it, it's like almost a getting run over, like just knock this sense into me. I was lying on the ground thinking life was really hard and now this is a catastrophe. And it wasn't. Mm. It wasn't because it changed everything. And finally, I had to stop. I had to realize that this was not going to fix my money and career problems ever. And then I was working with some, I wasn't working with her. We were just having fun together. We do our um, fourth and fifth step every week. And we were laughing and laughing and laughing. And then I was saying some of your things to her. I was saying, I listen to you and self can't get out of self. And it was just great. I mean, we were talking, we were, I was saying my resentments. I couldn't even get to the end of the list without just laughing like a drain. <laughs> it was so ridiculous. And she's on the same wavelength. So we just have a great time. And that just all happened. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. So I just thought it's so easy to get into a habit of only sharing, like, oh, I'm struggling with this. How do I do this? And then I thought, no, share the other stuff too, right? Because it strengthens it. And yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's it's what good. I did. Yeah. Well, thank you, Sally. You did a yeah. good job. Yeah. yeah, someone did a good job. I don't know who it was. Maybe your forte is sharing the what's really working. Yeah, it's hey, a lot more fun. You can be a specialist. <laughs> I'd yeah, say. Sure. Yeah, that I would love to do that. There you go. Well, it's may it's maybe taking that course right as you speak. Yeah. No, I swear to God. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. All right. We have uh, our friend Dana. Dana. That's right. Come on in, Dana. I think she's still okay. Here I there am. She is. There you, go. Um, you said something earlier when you were talking, and you you talked about. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to remember this correctly, but you talked about people coming so far, but they're not, um, I don't know, I, they're not in the, uh, oh, I don't know how you said it. Well, well you um, say it the way you heard it. Yeah. The way I heard it is like, um, People coming into like a situation and they don't, they're not participating. So they're not being a part of. And what that triggered for me was like, I've kind of been in my life, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm not a loner, but um, I do a lot of things by myself. And, and I wonder if that's, that's good you know maybe that's a bad thing well it doesn't have a real meaning again what's before it will give it the meaning it has so there's nothing good or bad it's it's what it means to you and so right. yeah so sometimes i spend a lot of time alone it's fine yeah and then i have my moments of participation so 
what needs to be participating gets fed and what needs to be alone gets fed. Yeah. Now okay. you can tell when it gets to be a little bit too extreme, just like haven't you heard when some people have been in AA for a while and uh, they, they've come to realize that if they go to four meetings or more a week, something, an edge in their life is blunted. But if they drop below three meetings, that edge gets sharp again. So the easy correction is they just re-up on meetings. And then right. they have that, yes? So this is, this is sort of what it's like. Uh, you get to know what balance is. And because most of us live very extremely, you start feeling what balance is and how it works or not. So sometimes, uh, you know, you get a sense that maybe not the head, but in your gut that you're spending too much time. There's no judgment or punishment. You just participate. <laughs> That's it's just simple recognition, like reading a dashboard. You don't have to get into a huge story while you're losing oil. You just see there's losing oil. Yes. So yeah. you, what do you do? You get put some oil in. It's not like uh, everything doesn't have to be met with a psychological expose, so to speak. You could just. Right. Yeah. All right. I've been spending a lot of time on myself. Maybe I should rub shoulders with people. What right. place to be alone and yet with people is then an AA meeting. Right. Yeah, it's great. So you get the feeling of of community and participation and you don't, and you still have the sense of the, uh, the aloneness that you enjoy. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, just find out. But the head of course is going to try to diagnose and you just, yeah. uh, after a while, you're going to have a strong feeling, uh, of what you're listening to either the, let's say the spirit or the, gut, whatever you call it, or the head, you'll have a, you'll have a distinct sense of, in most cases, where the fucking, uh, where the downloads coming from. Yes. And then you'll just have a habit of leaning towards one and, and losing interest in the other. This is what I believe AA, the way the design for living actually produces, it puts us in a lean and we'll leave, we're leaning to the trusting the infinite much more than trusting the finite. Yeah, it's okay. before we were leaning this way and now we're leaning that way. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah thank you. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and this is why you have a sponsor and stuff too. So sometimes you're to diagnose it for yourself, run it by someone else and hear what they have to say. Yeah. 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 Like sometimes somebody here gets in touch with me. They say, uh, you know, we, I haven't seen you at that meeting. And I go, all right. So then I go to that meeting. <laughs> and now they have seen me at the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if it, if it hits me in a way, I go. If it doesn't, I don't. But if it's okay, I'm going to go down to that meeting just to say hello. Yeah. You start getting, you know what I mean? You start you're getting... Uh, you're not you're not trying to do a, a Jungian analysis on everything you're doing during the day. You're right, just sort of right. like, all right, I'm not burning anyone's house down. I'm just grazing. 
<laughs> so like there's no one else is taking me to be important whatsoever. Maybe I should align myself with their view. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've had, yeah. I've got to tell on myself. I had a bad, <laughs> but I don't believe that your thoughts to begin with. I don't. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. I think bad thoughts have had you, but I don't think you right. have bad thoughts. Okay. I don't. So, yeah. So, yeah, honey. You'll find a balance. A lot of people, like I got kicked out of school early when I was young. So all my friends were in school and uh, I wasn't going to work because I worked <laughs> at uh, this hamburger place, which I was feeding my fellow students lunch and I, my face couldn't take that, my pride. So basically I was just roaming around on my 10 speed, going to parks and shit, just spent reading books most of the time. Yeah. So I got in the habit of being alone early. Yeah. Yeah. It's just different strokes for different folks. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome, honey. That really helps because it tells me that I'm in my head and I'm at, you know, uh, that this doesn't have to be a big deal. Yes, it doesn't. Yes, it doesn't have to be. You're going to make it. Something's going to make it a big deal or not. Yeah. Right. Uh, right. It's, that's why they say in that lovely segment on page 63, we're going to lose interest in self and in our little plans and designs. Because when you're interested in self, all your plans and designs are big, yes? So they use the word <laughs> yeah. little very beautifully there. All your little plans and designs. <laughs> See, all this shit is proportion, really. All right. Yes. This is the subjective experience. It's based on proportions, yeah? So you can blow one thing up and take some air from the other side, yeah? So... You basically have something to form and the head's formulating it all day Yeah, making things really important that aren't and all this stuff. Yes. So if you had some, if you had a, AA allows you to return to a balance. Yes. Yeah. It, it, yeah. it, it it's a beautiful level. It's a beautiful. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just does, just does wonders. You know, its principles weren't only established in AA. They were well-known principles in life, yeah? And they just built a beautiful design for living that, uh, that can really serve you without you thinking about it. You're just in the habit of being sober now, yeah? So you right. just, yeah, I look at, I looked through principles that were introduced to me through AA, but I, I, I look through, I look at a lot of things through those glasses. Yeah. And it's served. It served me and others, I think, quite well. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. Thank you, Dana. And we have our, yeah, we have David, David S. And after these two will, will end. Yeah, that sounds good. David S., come on in. Hey there. Um, 
I'm always seeking ways to keep my sobriety, my relatively new sobriety going. And I've been with this class for this group for about three months. I'm loving it. Thank you. Thank you. And I just wanted to share something that happened with me today. I have a Airbnb property and the guest is moving in today. And when I went over this morning, just to fluff pillows, I realized there were a lot of things um, helpers had not done or had done wrong. And I went into a panic and self started shouting at me that I was going to look like a fool, that I was going to have somebody mad at me. I was going to look incompetent. And from what I'm learning here, I just sent him out of the room. And I said, what have I really got here right now? I've got some things to do. Some of them I don't know how to do. I've never done before. But that's all I have here is a learning experience. Let's do it. And, um, you know, I got on YouTube, looked up a couple of things I didn't know. I did some of them wrong and had to go back and redo them. But I kept telling myself, I've got something to learn here. I'm just learning something. And uh, I got through it. And I got through some of the tasks. And when she showed up early, there were things not done. And um, Self walked in the room and I started saying, oh my God, she's going to be mad. I'm, she's going to think I'm an idiot, that I don't care. And um, I sent him out of the room again. And I said, there's a few things not done. And why don't you tell me a time I can come back and finish them? And she said, well, what are they? And I pointed them out and she said, that's no big deal. This place looks great. She said, um, don't worry about it till after I'm gone. And immediately self came into the room and said, you are brilliant. You are so great. You, you've done it again. And it was so big and loud, his entry, that I realized, oh, that's, that's self again. Yes. And I toned it down and realized the only thing really happening is I just got to see somebody be happy. Had nothing to do with me, not about me. She's just happy. And I was able to leave with a certain quiet, empty peacefulness. And I know if I had handled the day in my old way, it would have been a recipe for me to drink this evening. So I, I hope I'm listening and hearing right, but that was a big change for me and I, I enjoyed it. That's great. Well, you just had one of those experiences of learning that you can face life successfully. As it describes in one of the gifts in the third step in the book, it will talk, it'll, you'll, you'll see that you now can learn, you, you'll learn that you can face life successfully. So there you were, you had a, uh, an, a, you know, a chapter in life, you the seemingly the responsible one, and then the client, and there you went. So chalk it up for the, to the winning side. <laughs> yeah. And you notice something that you used to would have just gone on and would have came in the room with as you and would have left with the room as you. And you saw it come in the room as not you and you left without it. So there you go. That's the, that's the clarity of understanding. That's traveling lighter. Yeah. Yeah. So you just shared a great example of it. And honor that, especially in the beginning of sobriety, because the head has a whole, whole propaganda station that doesn't want to honor those miracles, 
of seeing that you can face life successfully without a drink and shit like that. Yep. So you thank you for that share. It's perfect. So you've heard some stuff. It applied to a situation. You travel lighter through it. Voila. You haven't been misled here. <laughs> yeah, it's as simple as that. You know, everyone sometimes has these giant targets of like complete transcendence of the mortal coil. I tell you, if you just had a sense of satisfaction and contentment and you travel lighter through shit, you used to travel through heavy, that could be much more than enough for you. Yeah, you could really be chilled out and uh, be apt to have the habit of gratitude occur a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, to me, this is a big win. So thank you for sharing it. Yep. Yeah, All right. who's, the last, who's the last person? I saw another one. Yeah, there was Brian. Uh, we could see if he still wants to. He lowered his hand, though. Oh, there he is. In BC, do you want it? You, is your hand still up or is it down? Sure. I'll, I'll share here um, or ask a question. Um, I'm a recovering alcoholic for quite a few years now. I've been applying the similar teachings that you share and really appreciate your way of sharing them related to alcoholism specifically. I've been practicing Buddhism for quite a few years. And um, yeah, life is beautiful. You know, I, I, I have that attitude of gratitude and traveling lighter in like most all situations. And I'm able to see through the the struggle, you know, right away. And um, just to see the truth that I don't have any control over most of this stuff. But so my question is um, related to goal setting, basically. And how does, uh, I've, I've been introduced to the Back to Basics program. I'm not sure if you know much about that, but it's, uh, I'm actually putting on one of these programs for the first time and doing a second session this weekend. And uh, one of the things in there is two-way prayer, where the group gets together and um, prays for guidance and then writes in point form really quickly, like without thought involved. And it's very interesting how what comes out, you know, but for myself, I have a hard time dedicating to goal setting because it's based on self, you know, and I don't have a lot of wants anymore, you know. I've, all my needs are basically fulfilled and I'm able to attend to the situations as they arise. And, uh, you know, my family and friendship relationships are great. I don't have a partner, but um, I don't even know if I want that either. Right. So, yeah, just your take on goal setting and and uh, yeah. Balance, well, my I guess. take on goal setting is really the emphasis on who is it that's goal setting. Yeah. If I'm in a group and the group's about goal setting, I'm going to set some goals. I am. Yeah. Maybe they're goals for other things like the New York Yankees winning the World Series or something. Yeah. Because when in Rome, do as the Romans do. But the more important thing is, uh, is there a someone who's setting the goals? Yeah. Now, I don't believe there is. And therefore, that's to me where the real, the mental value of bondage is added or 
it's not added and uh, is the idea of the one who's setting goals or the one who doesn't think they should set goals. Just that one being, if you look, you're not going to see it. So that's the beauty of looking at one because you won't see it. And that has a huge impact after a while because there's been an assumption something's there for, for a long, long time. And when you actually ask, who am I or who is it that's setting these goals, you won't see anyone there. There's no one. You won't see, you won't even see a virtual hand go up in the Zoom. It's just going to be, yeah. So that's how I would deal with it. Yeah. And you could also share about what it's like to have unspecific goals met. Yeah seems like a lot of unspecific goals have been met in your life. I'm not talking they were met for you, but they've been met in your life. So you can share that also. Yeah. So that becomes, see, after a time, you get to see a lot of goals have been set, met without much of you doing it. Now, your goal setting is no goals. Let's, I'll let that thing, I'll let life determine the goal or not. Yeah, that's a better way to go, I think. Yeah, I felt that with the higher power. Why would I want to have a how I power my own understanding when my own understanding is quite myopic? I'd rather have a higher power of its own understanding. So I'd rather realize that I have arrived at a goal that I didn't set. <laughs> then it seems like a real gift, you know? Really, like a present. And really, you'll get a clearer like vague recognition of the action figure by what life gives it than what it's hoping to get. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, uh, <laughs> this action figure tends to go, tends to transcend. So now I have a lovely girlfriend, an Italian girlfriend, who is completely bereft of any interest in spirituality. And so I'm, I'm, on, I'm on the mortal plane with her. Yeah, it's great. And I, great, I get to eat great lasagna and fucking carbonara and risotto and tons of stuff. And uh, she really keeps the, the balloon tethered in a way. Yeah. Now, that was a goal that was necessary, and it was beautifully uh, fulfilled, yeah, through the auspices of life. Not bad. Yeah. But yeah, if I'm in a group, I'm going to write down an inventory. If I'm going over in an inventory, I'll make up an inventory, yeah, just to see. Yeah, it's the group thing. Yeah, I think it's very healthy as action figures to have a community or a group and to have purpose and goals. Yeah. Yeah. Have you known, seen how many older people, men especially, who were, were identified with what they did when they retire? A lot of them start drinking a lot and they get into some nihilism there. They, they lose because they've lost any purpose. Yeah. So just make some up. For the action figure do you know just make up a purpose like my purpose today is to put a new fender on the 1950 chevy pickup 
Now, if I broadcast on, on, in a blog, absolutely no one is interested in that other than someone who has a 50 Chevy, maybe. Yeah. But hey, it fulfills its job perfectly. I'm very interested in this, in this fender, this bumper. I'm going to put it on. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah. So, yeah. 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 I hope that helped. Whatever. But nice to meet you, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Brian. Thank you. I'm back, Brian. Yeah. If you, if you like, make that a goal. <laughs> All right. Thank you. All right. Yeah. I'm going to say goodbye. I think now let's do it. Hey, I want to thank everyone who shared today. David S. Very nice. Brian, very nice in Canada. Uh, we got Kerry. He's getting ready to go to Greece soon, I think. Yes. His, he's going to give away his daughter. Mm. Andy S. There he is. Thank you, Andy. Walter, as always. We got Jacob in Hudson. Don O, he's convinced that he doesn't need to go to a Vipassana retreat. That's pretty good. Uh, Mia on the uh, iPhone 10, I guess. Nice to see you, honey. Mickey, as always. Joseph C., always a pleasure to see Joseph. Sally, it's working, Sally, eh? There you go. Lebowski, as always, thank you for being a Zoom friend. Someday we'll meet, I think. Roman Mula, I'll definitely be sitting on a bus with him in Sicily, probably. Dana, thank you, Dana, for this chair. Yeah. Mika, nice to see Mika. Steve in San Diego, Chris in Boston. Uh, Amy, Seattle. Oliver Berlin, Chris down in Mammoth Lakes, Christine in Kona, Miranda. Miranda, uh, I didn't know what to say with that lovely thing you sent, but I got the sentiment and it and there was a sentiment response, but I didn't know how to put it into words. So there you go. Uh, Alex, um, I heard you, yes. Hey, there's Miranda, yes. You got it, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Fletch, Alex. I don't know. I think that's, hold on. I think that's it. Hey, listen, thank you so much. What a pleasure to be able to uh, entertain space with you guys. Very nice. See you. I'll see you tomorrow, Saturday. <laughs>